cliffcentral.com Yes! Aha! Ha ha Look at us on a Thursday morning. Look at us. The day after Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day for yesterday. Look what I have. Is that a Valentine's card? No, what it's not it? a card. It's my notebook. Oh, it just says happy day. This, uh, with the uh, <laughs> sort of like rocking horse thing. I just realized that this is the notebook I have with me today. How nice. And it's, it's really cute. Oh, nice. That's very pretty. Really cute. Really, really cute. Uh, I, uh, day after Valentine's kind of happy day cheer. Yeah, I have um, I've started writing notes because I'm, I'm in so many meetings now. We've got a whole lot of stuff <laughs> happening here again. So suddenly I have to write down notes, and I haven't done that for a while, for about the last, well, since COVID, really. I, did, I just stopped. I had. You're such a good note taker, though. I know, though. and I had uh, almost like one of those books for every year. And they're all in the shelf there. And I looked through some of them the other day. I'm like, Jeez, I took a lot of notes. And some of those meetings, you look back, and I guarantee if anybody else does this exercise, if you keep notes or whatever, you look back over, I don't know, two years of notes uh, for meetings and things. 60% of those meetings, total waste of time. <sighs> right? She sips her coffee, knowing that I'm correct. I'm right. No, I'm just going to say... Meetings and meetings and meetings and meetings. Such a waste of time. Can be a complete oh. waste of time. But a lot of times it's it's the ideas you get in the meeting. Ah, bullshit. That I'm telling you. Ah, bullshit. Gareth, it's like when people tell me, we're going to have a brainstorm about something. I'm no, like, no, nah, no, no, no. I don't no, want to no, hear that. Not brainstorming. <laughs> but some of these meetings, the stuff that you talk about. I was in a meeting yesterday afternoon. Yes. Which I got pulled you have, into. You have amazing meetings and you're on all the WhatsApp groups. I'm not on all the You're WhatsApp on all groups. of them. I know people who there's you an, don't even know I know that say, you're that pummy. Listen, there's, 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 a, there's a new WhatsApp group, which is an MK WhatsApp group, which was mobilizing to get people to come to the Alexander event. You know, there was that event where Sholozi was in Alexander. I, 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 I had, am not on that WhatsApp group. I had people who I know who were there. I. I mm-hmm. am not on that WhatsApp group. <laughs> I would love to be a bloody fly on the wall in that WhatsApp group. Uh, I, I, I'm, I like being in the WhatsApp groups. I'm very quiet. I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not I'm a dusting off. rabble rousing. No, you're not a rabble rouser, but you are very connected and people are in, you're included in groups that most of us are not. Yes. Yeah, but Own it's, it. it's, but it's my people. It's very influential. You know? it's my people. She's very powerful and influential, this Pumi Machiko. <laughs> Hugely. Um, I've got to dust off all my arcane Jacob Zuma stuff again and start bringing it out. Because, you know, we were very involved in his presidency. (laughs) Say we. (laughs) No, seriously. We like the way that Tutu Zane uses we. (laughs) You mean the disrespectful young man. He's a disrespectful young man who does not uh, appreciate... His elders. We, he says. I, I watched that little. What's thing. his party called? Uh, All, game changers, <laughs> All game changers. All game changers. All game changers. It sounds are like in a, that party. It sounds like a low budget show on Netflix for like people who redo houses. All <laughs> game changers. Yeah, we don't worry. On this episode of All Game Changers. We've just bought this house and we're going to renovate it and we've got a budget of $50,000 and we want to change the bathrooms and the kitchens on all game changers this week. The, uh, all that's game changers. Like. That's, that's what it sounds like. 
and sound like that to you. But then we mustn't say anything horrible about that because today on the I, burning platform, we've got someone whose party is called Change Starts Now. Yes, sir. Which is the party probably people are talking the least about in South Africa, but I've been told by very important business people we've got to pay attention to this party. So, well, I did send, I did send um, Dory and That's Roger WhatsApp. Jardine, by the way. I did send Dory a WhatsApp to ask if if we can get Duduzane here. So let's not, don't say too many horrible things. He'll never come. He'll come. I've, uh, I still get uh, messages from him every now and then when he wants something and then I ignore them. <laughs> hey, when powerful people want yeah. things from you. Oh, yeah. Hey. Mm. I got numbers on my phone. But I'm ex- I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for I'm excited for today's conversation. Oh but God. I do have so today I have news again. Yes. About yet another by-election in KZN. Ah, ka-ching, ka-ching. Put me uh, with the latest. And this morning when I woke up the, the, and looked at the results, they were still counting. Can I can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Okay. With my limited understanding of KZN's local politics. I would say we got like a surprise because that's what they're going to they're going to watch the news outlets start saying this was a surprise result. I'm guessing between 20 and 25% MK. 33. Jizaz, more than I would have even thought. They'll go surprise they'll go surprise IFP surprise retains the ward. IFP retains yeah. the ward. Mm-hmm. Um is uh, ANC down, hmm. but came in second. MK. MK, big third. showing. Big showing. Big showing. And no showing from the EFF. They lost 11 points. Yes, yes that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, you see, do you who think, else? NFP do you think wasn't that, on the ballot. Do you think that that's people who wouldn't have voted coming out for MK? Or do you think it's... ANC and EFF voters going to MK, or do you think it's uh, a whole new constituency we haven't paid attention I, to? I think that looking at it's how the numbers are, looking at where the losses are, ANC lost ground, EFF lost ground, uh, IFP did not. Mm. Uh, who was not on the ballot? Uh, FF was not on that ballot. But yeah, I don't surprisingly, somehow, I, you know who else was on the ballot <laughs> is uh, Sarah. Was on the ballot hmm. and they didn't do very oh, we've well. Oh, we got we got uh, we got Sarah on next. <laughs> Colleen's week. coming. Yeah, Colleen Makubele. Colleen's coming, but listen, guys, MK, they they are they they really are. NFP lost to MK. Oh so yeah. NFP lost mm-hmm. to MK. What EFF was that leader of NFP called? Zanele Magwazamsibi. Shame, she's gone. Eh? Yeah. No, yeah. Magwazamsibi. That's it. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. These are these are interesting. <laughs> And, but well, don't forget, I said this last week, I'm going to say it again. Don't forget that what, what these ward elections, these by-elections are also about people, right? These are people that they know in the community. So that's why they will vote for them. It's not I saw, like a... I saw Selga are saying, please, can we stop killing people in uh, KZN who are running for political office? And I'm like, nah, don't stop. Hi, Gareth. Can't stop, don't hi, stop. Hi, Gareth. How does it go? Can't stop, don't stop, no, right? No, 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 no. Hi, 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 The hi, more hi. the merrier. <laughs> we need less politicians. Uh, I see this Gareth, as a sustainable G- Gareth, activity. It, it, this is a slippery, slippery slope. This is a problem South Africa had in a... Big way leading up to the 94 elections. I'm being glib. 
And all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, oh, listen, there were two independents who also came in with votes. And in this ahead of In this really? binary, ahead of the EFF. Okay. And this is the EFF that had, did you see the pictures? You know, did you see the pictures from the, uh, From Moses Mabida. Yeah. So, oh, Julius was saying, well, of course I saw the pictures where he had snot all over himself in the microphone. Um, it's not a good result for them. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to talk about the EFF for a second because I saw... <laughs> all right, so I saw Bafana came back to the airport yesterday. Mm. No, I mean, look, you know, there weren't hundreds of people. There weren't even thousands of people. There definitely there, weren't no, thousands. There, there, there were a few hundred people. There were hundreds. Did you notice how many of them were EFF people? I wondered if... If the EFF organized buses. No, so here's what I think happened. So Is this a conspiracy theory? No, so I saw the EFF flag. I saw a lot of people in red shirts. And it's hard to tell whether that's, you know, because Kasatu used to be the red. Remember? <laughs> yo, and the SACP. Yo. They used to be. But now you can pretty much guarantee it's the EFF. And it suddenly dawned on me. I'm like, so they didn't, <laughs> they didn't win. Did you? Here's what happened. What did the EFF and... Bafana, Bafana have in common, right? They came in third. They both came in third. <laughs> so they, it's people who come third. In other words, second, to each other. second place losers getting together. That's what that was. And I know a lot of people are very excited about Bafana because they did better than we expected. In fact, even the coach said, we can't believe what is he, he's Dutch or something. Yes. Thank you. Well, how did other Dutch talk again? I'm trying to think Prost. here. I don't understand, but suddenly we do very well. Everybody is very surprised. So I'm like, the best they have done in 24 years. Three, three places. So but not first, not the winners, not the second runner-ups, but third place. That's the EFF sweet spot. So that's why they went. They understand their place in the hierarchy. <laughs> not first, not second. Third, but as you tell me in this by-election, not even fourth. Yeah. No. I shim. No, they weren't even fourth. And it's it's just Bona. Bona. For all those people who came here this morning just for our EFF jokes, that you can you can tune out now. Uh, Bronwyn, maybe the red shirts were for Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, maybe, hey? Maybe it was Valentine's Day. Well done, Bronwyn. Good point. Well put. Lots of comments about how great you look this morning, Pumi, and you do. Um Please do a blind history on dynasties and empires. Well, I got a, a very rude email from someone uh, about blind history saying that they are not going to wait any longer. So I'm like, well, I'm, I've been talking to Anthony about it. We've been trying to make plans. Don't worry. It's not his fault. It's not my fault. We've got things on the go. You're just going to have to wait. Good things come to those who wait. Weren't you taught well, that by your parents? Well, I mean, well. we, that's what we're waiting for in South Africa with these elections. Good things will come. Just wait. So Mapello also brings up yesterday, uh, we played out the interview with a friendly Satanist. What? Uh, yeah. How did, uh, yesterday, though, I was trying to catch up with all of the stuff for today. No, so. no, no. You don't have to feel bad. Pumi does all the reading. <laughs> uh, I don't bother with that. She's been reading manifestos <laughs> until she's blue in the face. Um, you know, we had a guy on called Tristan. He's a uh, friendly Satanist. And wow. I, I found the whole interview very frustrating because... He must decide if he's an atheist or well, a Satanist. that's what Mapello says. But 
I just don't think it's a religion. I really, I just can't take it seriously as a religion. And you know, a lot of people immediately when they see Satanists, they go, oh my God, they're sacrificing cats. They're going to bring demons into my world. They're going to make it difficult for me to like uh, have uh, good things happen to me. It's like uh, Gogo Maweni or Gogo Skoteni. It's not that, right? That's this, this guy. I promise you now, uh, if he is a representative of the, the Satan, then you have nothing. What does that mean? He's a <laughs> You have nothing to fear. Don't laugh. You have Gary. nothing. No, guys. This, is a, this is a genuine if anyone question. Was, I want to know. If anyone was worried to listen to the interview because they worried about Satan taking over their soul, I mean, if this guy is Satan's emissary on earth, you don't have to worry about Satan for the next 2,000 you, years. You know that you're show a, you're in Lucifer. The clear. Yeah, now that's what I was hoping for. So I was hoping for someone to talk a to Lucifer-esque. Me. No, person. I was ho- I was hoping for someone to come in here and like blow me away with stories of how, you know, God's favorite angel was cast out of heaven, and there's this story about how he started his own empire in hell, and there's this ongoing battle in eternity for the souls of mortal men. I would have gone, tell me more. I've been like, this is this is a good story. I, at the very least, no, there was none of that. He's like, no, I believe. I believe in individual sovereignty and uh, there's a whole lot of like, we got to stand up for the LGBT. I don't know how that comes into it. It's like, then he brings up postmodernism with Foucault. And I'm, I'm like, no, you just sound like a university graduate or a university, permanent university student. I mean that with all the disrespect that it entails, who just is desperate to fit in somewhere. And I, I really got that impression. I got the impression but- this guy's just like a, He's just like one of those people that I used to know. You could see them from a mile away on on campus. They were just like always either on their own or with the other bunch of misfits, just trying desperately to fit in. You know, please love me. Uh, <laughs> please let me into your clique because you guys look like you're having so much fun, and I'm just trying to I'm trying to be, just look cool and be interesting. And I mean no disrespect here because Tristan was a he. I think he came in here with good intentions. It's just, it's facile. It's not even, it's not a serious thing. There are probably- Is he he alone or is he part of a group of people? Is he the spokesperson of a group of people? These Satanists, and this is where Marpello's right about the overlap between atheism and Satanism in in the case of this guy. is like, he he has nothing in common with any others. It's not like they have a church, they get together on, on Sundays and- or they follow some holy writ that they all agree on. There's nothing. There's no There's no central value system or collection of tenets or dogma or guiding philosophy. Nothing. It's all totally made up. From his point, I mean, these are his, you could listen to it to yourself and for yourself and find out. I, I've, I I tried. I, I asked questions about what it might be that brings these people together, why you'd want to be a Satanist. No good reason. By by a guy who calls himself the friendly Satanist on friendly social media. Satanist. And I mean also, really I if you're gonna if you're gonna be a friendly Satanist, you you're kind of missing the point. Cause like people who want to be Satanists want the angry Satanist. They want the mean Satanist. They want the evil. <laughs> you should call yourself the evil Satanist. You'll Draw more. <laughs> <laughs> you got to know your target so, market. Kanehwen, I love that Lucifer show. Right? Okay. And one you of could the be the, uh, the, the, the TV Satanist. 
<laughs> one of the reasons I love it so much. I mean, he yes. loves it because Lucifer is ultra cool. Yeah, he's cool. And, and right. you know, and he's, and he's glib and he's just... But I love it because it's so... It's such a spin on who this angry guy is supposed to be, right? It's yeah. Because Lucifer is... He's, this wonderful, sweet, sensitive yeah, charming, guy. Charming, charming. Of course he's charming. He's, got he's all Satan. The, he's got all the qualities of an angel, but he's also deeply he, self-absorbed and narcissistic. Absolutely. And, right. and that's, that's, I, that's what I would have... I'm not saying I know anything about the personality of the devil or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Jeez. Did you hear that? Uh, somebody su suggested here in the comments that maybe you should listen to the show backwards and it'll all... <laughs> do, <laughs> you you remember, see, do you remember oh, when there was all oh. that? You've got to listen to it backwards to get the message. Yeah, yeah. And every every band that anyone thought was cool was also... There was a group of like nerds at school or at varsity who told you, and they're all Satanists. And what... Like ACDC, my favorite hard rock band. They told me, after Christ, devil comes. That's what that stands for. Not alternating current, direct current, with the little lightning bolt in between, by the way. As if there could be any more direct, if you pardon the pun, uh, acknowledgement of where the name comes from. ACDC, no, no, no. I had, there was this one dude at school with us. He was like one of these reborn, charismatic Christian types who was, Big into it. He was like a zealous, over-the-top, like would stand up in class and like disagree with teachers because of scripture or whatever. Believe it or not, there used to be people like that. At least I admire, <laughs> I the, I admire the fact that he used to do that. But, I mean, he was just, a, he was just too uh, consumed by the passion. <laughs> Who knows, right? Over, not consumed and, by the passion, uh, overcome, overcome by the by Holy the Spirit. Holy Spirit. Hey, this guy right. drove this guy drove me up the wall. And I mean, I used to try because I think at school you have time on your hands and you're also trying to figure out whether you're smart or dumb and whether other people are smart or dumb or whether you can learn from them or whether you need to teach mm -hmm. them. Because everybody, you know, especially yeah. school kids, that's what you're trying to do. And for guys, we, we only bond with other guys if we're learning. Mm. That's, okay. that's kind of a, a, a truism across oh, wow. the genders is that women commune and women share, and women talk, and women communicate, and that's no use to men at all. No use. Unless we're learning something, we're not bonding. Or unless you're being foolish in a group. Uh, yeah, being foolish, is uh, that's a very good way of bonding. But it's being, <laughs> being foolish being in foolish a group, or it's learning. always. But men, men don't, we, don't, we don't sit and foolish. talk about each other's uh, relationships or feelings. God forbid, if you find yourself in a group of men who's talking like that, just... Get out as quickly as you can because it's just going to lead to hell in a handbasket if you'll pardon the pun on the poor Satanists. But anyway, I, I remember this guy and he would, he would tell me how everything – he was consumed by the fact that everywhere around us there were demons and devils and desert jinns and things that were trying to kill you, things that were trying to take your soul. I mean if you were a more gullible, credulous kind of person – and you found yourself in his company, he wouldn't waste any time convincing you that all of nature was against you. Something was coming to get you. Now, I was hoping that this friendly Satanist was going to be like one of those people because then you could 
you could find out about all the evil that looks like in a rock band's name or in their songs if you played it backwards or you know while you were sleeping your little sister would start levitating in the bed and her head would go around 360 degrees but that shit never happens you know there's i'm so upset for a, the satanists because they don't have any cool tricks there's a you know, at least the christians i follow at least the christians still have those churches where people drink your know, poison and you know those ones uh-huh. yeah and they eat like handfuls of grass and they still go to the trouble of doing a little miracle in inverted commas every now and then. Satanists aren't even trying that by the sound of this guy. It's, just, it's like a philosophy graduate who's disagreeing with other philosophy graduates. So there's this account I follow hmm. called Morbid Not Knowledge on, on X. And yesterday, funnily enough... Morbid knowledge. I know. I know. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I think it, I'll follow it's, them. It's, <laughs> sounds good. It's, it's terrible. They have all of these... Um, information about all sorts of bizarre happenings all over the world mostly in the US but bizarre happenings and the people and the and then they they'll always have the link to the article if you know where it was covered and yesterday funny enough there was a story so two things i saw yesterday one about with like these crazy images of a guy who let me can you see this can you see this what the hell's going on there? This, this, that's a that's a body. This is MRI images of a guy. Why wow, he's got a really small penis. <laughs> <laughs> but all those little white things. You Sorry, see. Yeah, all those people who came here to the show this morning to hear smart, sensible political discourse. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Roger Jardine's just turned his car around on Ravonia Road and decided he's not going to come because of what we're talking about this morning. He's like, I don't want to spend time with these morons. This, so this, <sighs> this guy has uh, why parasites. Is he, why is he MRI scanning himself? The, because he, was, he wasn't feeling well. And You're t- telling me all of those are parasites? Parasites. Show it again. Like a super parasites infection. Sweet Lord. No, Pumi, that can't be right. Yeah, dude, there's a link to the article. 18-year-old. Mm. Guess from what? Mm, got to be American. Eating raw oh, pork. Oh, I thought you meant from Yes, is American. Yes, is American. Raw. Oh, so that's, yeah, that's what measly pork will do for you. Eating raw pork for 10 years. Why? I still don't know. But the, the story I want to tell you about that they had was of yo, a girl yo, yo. who had an exorcism. Who was like apparently had, and for years and oh, years they tried a, all of these exorcisms exorcism. and all of and she eventually she actually eventually died of starvation. Oh God, because they wouldn't feed her or because, because she they wouldn't, wouldn't eat. feed her because she wouldn't eat, dude. Oh, shame. And then, uh, but her story sounds very shame. much like the exorcist story. It sounds very much like that kid because she was yeah. You see, I just I agree with uh, Mo Rabbit, who says I never knew Satanism was so lame. Now I'm never joining. <laughs> see, <sighs> does he at least have? So does he at least have like all of the benefits that oh, we always heard about? Just by the way, he loved the interview. He was like messaging Dory yesterday, oh. saying, "Oh, it's it's so great." And listen, I I don't I'll invite the guy back. I didn't find it boring. And I didn't think he was stupid. I just think that Satanism sounds really 
boring and but stupid. But does he have the benefits? Because um, he has the other thing about what, like he can, the he, benefits of selling your soul, right? right is no, is no, supposed to be like unimaginable it would, joy and earthly. No, no it would appear all, not. All it would appear earthly. he's getting none of the like. Ah, I would sell my. I tell you right now, if God, if you're listening, <clears throat> I'll say this and I can do this on my channel because I own it. So you can't shut me down for this. <laughs> If you're listening, I'm willing to sell the soul. I want unfathomable amounts of money. I want more sex. I want to look fantastically good. This is nowhere near. I'm, I'm like a five out of 10 compared to where I want to be. And I want to live for at least 200 years. You can give me those things. Deal. Have my soul. I, I could care less what happens to me in the afterlife. Have it. Take it now. <laughs> Okay. There's the deal. It's on the table. If anyone's listening, maybe there's a demon who's listening right now. Hey, bring it on. I'm ready for you. Which is what Lucifer has on the show, right? Sure, that's he's what he's like, got. He's, he's charming and everybody loves him and he's good looking and he dresses well and he's got this club and all of the earthly wonderfulness. Mm. He has all of that. So, he gets all so the this benefits. guy doesn't have that? No, zero <sighs> benefits. Uh, certainly it doesn't appear to me he's that happy. Maybe he hasn't cracked the inner circle. Yeah, maybe he's just like he's, he's what do they call it in, uh, he's in the back Scientology? Benches. You're only in the first 13 <laughs> he's in levels. The back yeah, yeah. Oh, shame. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> Let's look because at this. Because that is the thing that I always wonder about. Well, here's someone who might have might have sold his soul to Vodacom, but he's getting his just desserts right now. This this is a deal I'd be willing to make uh, because Vodacom fought this guy in the courts, Kenneth uh, Magate, for such years. a long time, and they really they tried everything to get out of this because they realized like this could bankrupt their entire. They're business. still trying. Of course they will. So apparently, they say. <laughs> This is an amazing number. If you haven't seen it, I saw it online and I was like, nah, that's that's too much. It's got to be a hoax. But that's what they're saying, right? So apparently he's pursuing 29 billion, that's with a B, Rand, in compensation from Vodacom. Despite not being directly involved with patenting or developing the service, his legal battle is focused on his perceived contribution to its inception. The ongoing dispute was seen has seen rather various valuations proposed costs ultimately favoring his claims if he would receive the requested compensation makati would rank among the top five richest south africans alongside patrice mutsepe johan rupert and such people and Emil <laughs> is fighting him to yeah. the end well they have well, to you know that, that would bankrupt vodacom well i wanted to say to you because oh. in last year last year the year before the the financial records that are out. Um, imagine, imagine if they this only guy. made they they only made a net profit, only made double. a net profit of about eighteen billion rand. So this is Vodacom. This is almost double that. Yeah, Mara. So it would, it they would must pay back the money. But it would ruin the company. So then, what would happen? Like everyone on Vodacom would have to find a new cell provider. So I wonder. <laughs> they'd if hollow it out. It would, they'd have to pay over all this money to Kenneth Makate. Listen. I, <laughs> <laughs> but they did spend 20 years fighting the man. No, I which know. Is, like, 
absolute corporate bully and yeah. they continue to Correct. be corporate bullies. So, so I don't know about the actual material evidence to back up his claim and I've never really been that interested in the detail around this because, again, I'm not an IP lawyer and that's very boring and arcane stuff. But if, if we imagine that he has any kind of case at all, Vodacom should have gone to him in the beginning and said, listen, dude. Yeah, but Alan Nod Craig at the time was insisting that he was the originator yeah, of this that. idea. Yeah. But when he when he won the case um, at the Constitutional Court, I had coffee with him. I was lucky oh. enough to have coffee with You know some billionaires. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and it, what I mean about Pumi being connected. It was such an amazing conversation because this was the the big victory was the constitutionality of this because as you know all of these legal battles are really around parameters mm -hmm. and and the constitutionality of it is the guy was in the finance department mm -hmm. and this and he came up with this thing also we know somebody whose article in the staff magazine was the key um, piece of evidence right. that proved that he he had come up with this idea because he it, it, you know but, they was he was celebrated in the staff magazine. Look at what this guy came up with. But, but, but whether or not we I, know someone who wrote that article, we, you and I, I know. But but <laughs> Pums, whether or not on the on the evidence he is the actual guy who came up with the idea, it's less interesting to me mm. than this idea of corporate bullying because. Mm. You know, these big cell networks, I've dealt with them. I've been in meetings with all the CEOs of all these uh, networks. And they, to a man, they couldn't care less to hear from anybody. These guys are such big deals, these, uh, these, these telco CEOs. Uh, I don't have time for the, what, the, what, you, what nonsense have you yeah. got? They don't want to hear from anybody. And I can imagine how they were dismissive of this guy. They Dude. said, you're full of shit. They, didn't ma they, they made him this quite pathetic offer in the beginning. When I think Even they after the constitutional court victory, they made him a really pathetic offer. And that's why they went back to if court. They, if they'd said to him in the first two, three years, if they'd said to him, listen, dude, all right, here's 400 million rand. That's more than you could possibly want in a lifetime. He would have said, cool, right? Yeah. He would have taken the 400 million. 400 million sounds like a lot of money and it is for an individual, but for a company – it's not that big. And for them to have put this away now, look at them, they're staring down the, the barrel and of a look, 29 billion rand settlement. We're talking about the fact stupid that Vodacom. last two last stupid, year, stupid they only made a net profit of 18 billion. Yeah, well. But they have been making billions for yeah. the past 20 years. Yep. If they had made come to the table and said, listen, dude, we'll mm. pay you one cent for every 10 we make or whatever, they could have... They could have put this thing to bed, but they chose. Greedy and bullies. They chose to bully him in the hope that they would bankrupt him and tire him out of this court case. But mm. kudos to him for for sticking it out, hey? Yeah, I, listen, I'm I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that I want Vodacom bankrupted. <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I think there are lots of people in this country who rely on the cell network providers and, you know, the fact that they are customers and they've paid 
probably outrageous fees over the years for data and for calls. And well, for, you remember when they used to charge us two rand fifty in SMS? Do right? you remember when but, they used to charge us? But I don't for want phoning from a Vodacom number to an MTN number. Do you remember that? Like you, yeah, there were different rates for all those things. Yes. Hey, these people have taken but, us for a ride. But Cheesy is right. Imagine if they were, if you were to take it in shares. And these are all of the things that they could put on the table yeah, to say, they, this is how we're going to They would, they would hate the, can you imagine square it up. If they're fighting with them in the courts, imagine how they'd fight with them in the boardroom. Yes. <laughs> right? Anyway, look, it's not our problem. It's Vodacom's problem. And it's uh, good luck to him. And, and so, so, good luck so, to him. So one of the things... Because the corporate bullying is continuing. And one of the things that I've seen in the past couple of days is they've gone into a media kind of a media battle now with him to try and ch and change. Because everybody is behind this guy. Yeah, we love the little guy, right. right? I saw an article saying, oh, you know, if if Vodacom were to pay him, it would Vodacom users would be the biggest losers because we'd have to like raise every... I was just like... Well... Vodacom. I, I know. I'm trying not to so we were, we, I know. So we were talking about this that you just mentioned now, and I do want to move on to something else that I think is also going to keep uh, our attention very focused this morning. Um, we went on Tuesday in Democracy 101 quite deep into how the political parties. The no, but how they, how they have these networks of influencers and or bots that they pay money to to generate trends on Instagram, Twitter, and wherever else to make it seem like there's a groundswell of support for them. It's like when they bust people into a stadium. It's the same thing. And parties are doing this so that they can seem more influ influential and interesting and powerful than they actually are. Um, and then that went Also, oh, they can bully people yes, out bully of people. not. Right. Look how powerful we are. We're going to get what we want. And, and it also led on to the discussion around PR and how people pay. <clears throat> some spin agency, some PR consultancy to help them make their image seem more attractive and interesting in the public sphere. Because, of course, political parties, I mean, there's never been a time where people are less enthusiastic about the, the level of our political leadership. Mm. There's no one, no one's out there going, oh my God, I absolutely love Herman Mashaba. I absolutely love Cyril Ramaphosa. I absolutely love John Stiernes and I absolutely love Julius Malema. There's very little of that kind of fervor, right? Except in the MK. Well, in MK for Jay-Z. Yeah, and that's why it'll do well. But these PR companies and these agencies and these people who pretend that they're useful to the political parties and all they're really doing is taking money and then generating old school PR campaigns that no one pays attention to anymore. We were talking about that on Tuesday's show mm -hmm. and saying that is such a dumb strategy in 2024. And, and even the influencer thing where you're paying people because apparently now the ANC had a whole lot of people on their payroll that they were paying. Now suddenly they're not paying them anymore. Now what's going to happen? Those people are going to turn on them, right? Now they're bitter and resentful because they were getting money. Now they're not getting money. So you bite the hand that used to feed you. It's going to redound terribly to their detriment. And this is what these parties don't realize. It's like, first of all, it is hard to fund a political party. To go out there and seek funding for a political party is one of the most difficult businesses that you could possibly get into. It's hard to convince people to spend money on commercial things yeah. that are going to advantage them in the market, but even harder to go out there and convince them that they've got to back a political message or a candidate. And then they take these millions that they've, these hard earned millions 
that they've managed to fleece off of donors and super PACs and God knows what else. And they give it to the most useless people to help spread their message. And they wonder why it's not working. Dude. Gareth. You, and the same so goes for you Vodacom. Know, you know this is my wheelhouse. Yeah, this, this is, your is wheelhouse. my wheelhouse. I'm going to have to fight you on this one. Go on. I don't think that the ad agencies or the strategists are as useless. It, because all of those organizations, like legal um, advisors and lawyers, because mm. guess how much the lawyers are going to take <laughs> out of uh, Kenneth Makate's uh, settlement when it eventually comes. The lawyers will probably take three quarters of that. The poor guy's going to end up poor again. <laughs> Fucking lawyers. But, I'll know, tell you what, those lawyers, they are. When those people, those vultures come and uh, alight on your tree, you're, you're finished. But they are creatures of instruction, <laughs> right? They can advise. Creatures. They can, you, no, creatures no. is right. The Satanist creatures. That, that's where the, if the Satanist had told me he knows lots of lawyers, I would have taken him seriously. <laughs> they, 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 can, they can advise. They can create um, strategies. They can create communication. But at the end of the day, they can only do what their client allows them to do. And so what you eventually see has had 20, 50, 100 different people all putting in their two cents worth and then it becomes what it becomes. Listen, advertising works. Communication works. Have you seen the kind you saw Super Bowl Sunday? Well. Right? Super Bowl Sunday is a big thing. I only saw saw Robert Kennedy's ad. (laughs) <laughs> Which was nice. It was very cool. It was nice. Apparently, it was his super pack <clears throat> so that what, paid for that. Well, I mean, he's running as an independent, which I know that you're a fan of. But what was cool about it is Robert Kennedy, obviously the nephew of John F. Kennedy, who was president in 1960. And this was from a 1960 presidential campaign. They took the exact ad that Kennedy, it's like got a jingle, Kennedy, 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 he's the man for us. You know, that kind of like- <laughs> I love it. That's the proper- Someone, way. I, This is the line I love the most out of that <laughs> commercial. Someone who's old enough to know and young enough to do. Right. What a great line. <laughs> because line. especially when you're running against Biden and Trump. Yeah. Right. Old enough to know. And but young, young enough, enough to, to do. do. Anyway, so that's but, but so he took, he took his uncle's campaign ad just to explain so people don't have to go and look for it now. It's only thirty. People seconds. should go look for it anyway. Uh, they It'll use the be same, fun. same music, uh, same visuals, everything, but they've superimposed Robert Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on JFK's face, and I mean, you know, it does the job. Plus, it reminds America of a time when they weren't voting for eighty-year-olds. Mm. And when they actually had something hopeful and optimistic to look forward to, wasn't that the decline and fall of the American empire? Absolutely. So clever ad. Very the clever only ad. ad I liked in the whole thing. Go so, on. You know, the ads on the Super Bowl were eight million, seven, eight million a piece for the flight. Just a flight. Not for the production. So well, you're reaching 200 million people or something. One of the biggest view- viewerships. In American history, mm. apparently more than uh, the moon landing. They've been the most expensive ads for pff, 20, 30 years. So Kanye West's ad for Yeezy.com <laughs> is Kanye in his car 
talking about how guys I've spent 7 million to flight this ad and so we didn't have enough budget to make an ad but I'll tell you what the idea is and then I was going to put at the bottom of the screen I was going to the easy.com comes up da, 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 da. so they did not have a production budget this was the ad that they put out they spent 7 million for the flighting they generated over 19 million US dollars in 24 hours from sales from that ad. Clever. Advertising works. Advertising does work. And that is a great, I would have said that's a good creative idea for an uh, ad. Like tell people the truth. Because uh, you, you got so much advertising that is spin and so many PR companies that are trying to spin for political uh, interests, for, 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 for politicians. People are sick of being bullshitted. This is also why, by the way, I don't think Vladimir Putin is an honest broker in the world. But, <laughs> but he does tell you why he's invaded Ukraine. You just have to listen to 35 minutes of Russian history to get there. But he's not bull- I have not. He's so not, don't, don't. You don't have to. No, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll give you the pricey. 900 AD to now, Ukraine part of Russia. I invade. That's pretty much what he said, but he gives empires and dynasties. He, he gives a detailed breakdown of why he's made the decision to do the things he's doing, why he's you know prosecuting this war, and why he feels that it's necessary and moral. He gives a he explains himself, which is something politicians do not do anymore. They spin, they lie, they advertise, and they manipulate. And you could say that Russia is the worst at this, and I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I don't think Putin, again, is an honest broker. But in this case, he is telling you why. How often do you get a why? And, yeah, well, and which of our politicians in this country or in the United States, as I said on Tuesday with Jack Mutlanti, which of our politicians or anywhere else in the world, serious people who are supposedly running for leadership positions, which of those people would you trust to give you a 35-minute without note, lecture on the, on the history of your country. Is there one person in our parliament? Is there one? Is there one leader in any political party in South Africa who would give you 35 minutes of our history and explain how we got to where we are? Because I don't think they could. And I certainly don't think in America there's anyone who could about American history. And therefore, we are stuck with unserious people in leadership positions, and whether you like him or not, and I don't like him. You've got to always say this because dumb people will go, oh, you're very pro-Putin. I don't like him. I think he is a, a megalomaniacal, uh, narcissistic, dangerous son of a bitch who's got no respect for human rights, locks away his political opponents or kills them or worse. I mean, we've seen him do it. So Downing planes use- with his uh, worst uh, enemies on them. He, he, there are people languishing in Russian prisons right now who've done nothing but stand against Vladimir Putin. I'm not a fan of this guy, but God damn it, he's a serious person. You can't take that away from him. He is a seriously now, dangerous You compare person. that, just compare that to people like <sighs> any of our politicians in this country. Any one of them. So... On that blind history about empires, are you going to use some of this interview as research for the... <laughs> no, God, no. L- let me tell you, I found, I found it fascinating. There are lots of things in, in the interview. I might have said this on Tuesday because I did listen to it. And I actually paid attention because I'm interested in history. I'm the only person who would have. 
I don't expect this to be. And he said to Tucker Carlson, who kept trying to interrupt him to get him back on track. Because, you know, these journalists always try to make the interview go the way they want it to go instead of actually asking people to tell them why, which is also what <sighs> made this different. We don't have the Ted couples. Despite Deep. all of Tucker's interruptions, Vladimir Putin said, and he said it before he was even interrupted. He said, listen, are we here to make a show? Da -da 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 -da, or are we here to discuss like adults? And because people's attention and span- Tucker said- Tucker said, no, we're, yeah, we're here to do, no, we're going to do an interview. Anyway, it was an interview and you have to listen to people when you interview them. And he had a story to tell. You can't ask me an important question. Of why did you invade the Ukraine and expect me to give you a soundbite? Well, I woke up yesterday morning and my coffee was strong and I thought, yeah, let's do it. He, he was bound to give a long, complicated, not necessarily extraordinarily stimulating or entertaining answer. But of course, we live in a media age where everything is it's about- It's got to be a soundbite. Right, and it's short form content and attention span. How else are you going to put it on TikTok right. and make and, it go and, viral? And this is for dumb people. And, and, and he's not interested in reaching dumb people. And if dumb people think that the world's leaders, if they really are leaders- are going to sit there and give them entertainment, you deserve to be disappointed. In fact, that is what they do. That is exactly what they That's do. That's why they're unserious they, people. They give us entertainment to keep us, it's like smoke and mirrors. It's like magic. Give us entertainment to keep us right. looking over here Spot on. while they're busy Bombing over here. And, just, and, fl and, and fleecing us and taxing us and taking our tax money and laundering it and putting it back in their own pockets and all of that stuff. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is how it works. Mm -hmm. And it works like this in every nation in the world. Here endeth my lesson. The <laughs> leaders of the free world, in inverted commas, are no longer the serious people on the world stage. You could say what you want about President Xi in China. You'd say what you want about Vladimir Putin in Russia, and you'd say what you want about Modi in India. But these are the serious people. Listen, Modi. These Modi are the, has done a thing. Sure. In India. Sure. He has done so. A thing again uh, because people are so stupid that they try to make everything binary. The same people who respond to TikTok videos with the little car going over the bridge because you can't just watch an interview. I don't think those people listen to this show, thank God. It's one of the reasons I enjoy doing this show and I don't do radio and TV anymore because it's appealing to those dummies. I have to say this, though, to qualify. I am not a fan of the Putins and the Xi's. I've said that. You, you just have to listen to five minutes of the show on any given day and you'll figure it out. But these are the adults in the room. For whatever reason, the people who should be leading the charge in terms of being serious and adult, have abdicated their responsibility, their gravitas, and their authority, and they've given it up to be stars. I wonder, though. Justin Trudeau, Boris Johnson. I wonder, though, if, if a big Joe part Biden, of it... Joe Biden, Donald Trump. These are not serious I people. I wonder, though, if a big part of it is not because we have become unserious. Yes, we the but a, but a real, voting masses. But a real leader doesn't. So a real leader doesn't respond to popularity polls and research and do what the people want. 
A real leader, a real leader makes makes unpopular decisions sometimes. Doesn't give in to the base desires of the baying mob in the circus. That's what you don't do. The, the serious emperor in ancient Rome was not the one attending the games and entertaining them. Sure, they paid for the bread and circuses. But that was to keep the dummies who are watching TikTok videos now. There's no difference between them and the circus crowds in ancient Rome. Pay for them to have that while you get on with the serious business of building public amenities, aqueducts, roads, governing the empire, running the military, making sure that you can enforce rules, putting laws in place that will govern things better, making sure that real people with real objectives are put in charge of stuff. No, no, let's go to the circus and party with the people. That's what our leaders are now. They're like, yeah, party, Super Bowl ads. Dummies, they're not serious people. I promise you I'm going to stop now. (laughs) Why is Conquer closing down? I, I don't know. So I I've I heard. I don't know why Konka is closing down. So Konka and Soweto, for those who don't, I mean, you'd have to be living under a rock to not know about Konka, but it's the most famous night spot in South Africa for the last ten years. No, Longer. not ten years. Longer, less. Uh, what five less. years? Five years. Konka. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Konka is Konka's new. This, <sighs> the place I've, where they are at. Is I've been not there once. New. I've been there once. I don't know, but I do know it's been around. But Konka, the brand. Okay, so they've. New. They have made so much money because people go there and they spend, spend, spend. It was one of the places in South Africa you had to go. If you were anybody, you had money to spend. You got bottle service at your tables, sparklers, girls in bikinis, all kinds of outfits, weird things going on there until early hours of the morning, fancy cars parked outside. All the fancy cars Big money. Outside. Big, big conspicuous consumption money going on at Conquer. Mm. And now they tell us, hmm, after they've been shutting for temporary renovations all the last year, they're like, we're going to have our final party in May. Then we're out. How? No, so, no, 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 no. How does this happen? It says, it, the, the, the statement said that they're shutting down the Soweto Mm. Uh, no, no, they said, you? oh, yeah, and no, they, they said, we'll, open, we'll, we'll be back. Open up in Durban, Abu Dhabi, Makufe. But the, but the bread and lifestyle sure, events sure, sure, are sure. going to continue. Of course they will. And we'll be at the Durban July. Mm. We'll be at the F1 weekend in Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. We'll be, but we're not going to be where we have always been in the way that we have always been. And I was just like, hmm, interesting. What are they up to? It looks like they're up to something, but I've always thought of that joint as a bit of a money laundering. Well, whether it's a money laundering thing or not, the fact is that whoever the people are who've been running it, they've obviously not run it terribly well. Because if you have a golden goose and it keeps laying golden eggs like that business did, you keep it going at all costs. That's that's why I don't There's think an the enormous, business made the kind of money that well maybe I think they just the, the I, show on social I think media fleeced, I mean was you would have to lie. so in other words it's just run badly because there was market demand there was supply all the stars aligned all you have to do is just not show run it up. In, just not run it into the ground that's all you have to do 
So whether or not this is like a next stage in their evolution, which I, I believe is possible, but why would you shut down something that works so well? Mm. And I mean, there must be small business owners all over Soweto right now rubbing their hands in glee going, well, we can fill the gap. They're going to leave. And they should. But this is, so, a, this is such a – there was such an unassailable success story. If it had just been managed a bit better, there's no reason why they'd have to shut it down. None. I can't figure it out. Can you? So that place where Gonka was um, also has a car wash and all, all sorts of things. It's part of a it's, – it's the back end of a, of a strip mall. Mm. That place has been a club – or drinking spot or hangout place for the better part of the past 25 years, maybe, with all sorts of different well, that's pro- that's probably, brands. That's probably why I thought, kind I, of yeah, iterations. I thought it had been around for yeah, so yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so different brands with their name on the door. Hmm. And so that spot is not going away. And I think probably a new tenant or a new brand is going to take that place. But it's a really, really good place in a in a good neighborhood that can attract lots of business. So if you're out there looking to start a club. Yeah, grab it. If you're out there looking to start a club. Grab it. But and someone, your marketing must be where, where Conca used to be. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Just Just take over the place, put a new name up, and you should be fine. Uh, Steve says, our mentality is to eat the goose. Well, this is what I think happened. <laughs> so the goose is laying the golden egg. No, no, but this is what happens, is that you've got a good thing. Although it's, angry duck is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Not so much angry goose, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> so your duck is laying the golden egg, goose in this case, over and over again. All you have to do is go and collect the eggs. Feed the duck, make sure it doesn't die. In other words, put some of the money back into the business to keep it running. Pay your suppliers, pay your staff. Just make sure everything works because there's a whole economy there. Mm. Now you're the minister of finance for that economy. You just have to keep the goose laying the golden eggs. Ah. Ah. So why (laughs) throttle the goose and make goose liver pate? What's wrong with you? Ooh, goose liver pate. No. Bad idea when you've got golden <laughs> eggs. Wouldn't you rather have a hundred golden eggs than one serving of goose liver pate? Even just the general chicken Foie egg. Foie gras. Is good. <laughs> really? Even just the general chicken egg. Dummies. Again, I wonder how many people wish they were sitting with that golden goose and just taking the egg and being happy with it. But there's always going to be someone who wants to kill the goose. I'm not saying that's hap- what happened, but I think it's what happened. I'm not saying it didn't. It was a very ominous statement that they put out, though. It was exactly. a, it, that statement was a little bit like oh, exactly. Hmm. It's dodgy. There's something dodgy there. What's happening there? All right. Well, in uh, two or three minutes from now, we're going to find out what Roger Jardine is up to because he's got a party called Change Starts Now. They have registered for the elections. They were only established in what late 2023 mm. and entered the political fray in a muted way in December because really no one was paying attention over December. Not the greatest time to have a launch, but we're going to give him a chance to plead his case. And as we have on the burning platform with a number of other party political leaders, and we're going to have even more over the next few weeks, we're going to let uh, Roger Jardine plead his case to you. Do the talking. Damn right. And I'm excited to meet him. I've never met him. Have you? No. 
Uh, he's got an interesting history. This man comes from an interesting family. He's been in a number of really, really important positions at the CSIR, the Atomic Energy Corporation. Uh, he was Director General of the Department of Arts, Culture, Science and Technology in Mandela's government. He's also been the CEO of Cajiso and Prime Media. We'll find out what that was like. And uh, now he's running for president. So there's two minutes before we have to, to get ready for our guest. And when I saw that profile, mm. um, there's a really interesting story about his mother, I think, grandmother, uh, part of a unionist who was part of a march. That's his mom. Is it his yeah, mom? His mom. And then she was, she was beaten up. <laughs> the first, so the first time I heard that story was a very interesting story at a book launch told by Albie Sachs. Yes, because his mom was also involved. Because his dad was involved in that story. His dad was right. actually, there was a banning order and his dad was thrown into jail. And a group of unionists, mainly women, yeah, because he was a lawyer, I think, at the time, went and demonstrated against this banning order and wanting to get him out of prison right. in Johannesburg at Central, what is now Johannesburg Central Prison. And Albie Sachs tells the funniest story about this woman's march because as they were chanting, what were they chanting? We want Sachs. Because mm. Albie's dead. Right. Also a sex and all these women chanting towards him. <laughs> he wants sex. Well, this is, uh, this is part of his story. And we'll ask him a little bit about his background mm. at the beginning because I think it's always interesting to know where people come from. And we'll find out all about what the party's uh, doing and who this party is. Change starts now. Also going to be joined by Canthon, mm. who's in this morning. And you know how he comes in and sets fire to things too. <laughs> As if it isn't, I don't know how I manage with you and Canton in the studio sometimes. How you manage? How poor, do I manage? Poor me. Poor me that I have to Banda. keep the two of you under control. Banda. Poor me facilitating these conversations. I'm I need a medal. Shocked and horrified <laughs> that you would say this, Garrett. All right, I'll only it. allow you to get away with it because you bring coffee. And there we go. That's the <laughs> only way I keep poor me uh, happy is just bring her a coffee. It's, it's small, it's small uh, compensation for all the hard work she puts in. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com